no matter who does what in this town, you always see the good in them. Lady Mars Bosch is here. These bottles are going to go down to 16 ounces. But it's about what is our potential. Right. And our potential, we can take it up two notches. You don't come across women who feel threatened by you. That's their problem. <laughs> Showcasing the hidden gems and more. Ezzy Spotlight. Very informative and entertaining. Ezzy Spotlight offers affordable advertisement packages. Contact us today to learn more about this excellent opportunity to promote your business. Visit our website at ezzyspotlight.com or call 404-594-EZZY. Caribbean International Shipping Services is your one-stop shop for shipping to the Caribbean. We offer weekly service from Atlanta to more than 21 countries in the Caribbean, including South and Central America. With agents in Alabama, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee, rest assured we've got the entire Southeast covered. Our professional staff is always ready to assist with all your international shipping needs. We ship small packages, barrels, appliances, electronics, and commercial cargo. For information, visit our website at caribshipatl.com or call 770-323-1111. We are your international freight connection to the Caribbean and beyond. It's that time. Welcome to another episode of Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. Let's get started. Showcasing the hidden gems and more. Ezzy Spotlight. Very informative and entertaining. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. It's a brand new year. We're here. Got a lot of good things in store. Got a whole entire month of January is already booked up for interviews and all of the good stuff so those of you who have uh, submitted your requests thank you so much a round of applause to you as well uh those of you who are already locked in watching us live <laughs> welcome as well make sure you share the link with somebody and if you have not yet followed the page or subscribe to my channels uh please do so right now at Ezzy spotlight and of course if you want to want to be a guest uh, on a future episode or you know someone who might be interested Send them over to EzzySpotlight.com right now, all right? EzzySpotlight.com. But in the meantime, I got a very special guest in the studio, guys. Uh, he has an incredible story. And I met him at, uh, at a program that my son attends on a monthly basis. It's called Bicarb. Uh, it's a program that's designed to help and inspire, motivate young, young people in the community or future leaders. And I heard this young man speaking and his, his message touched me because he has a story and uh i'm not gonna tell you the story he's gonna tell you the story himself but his story is one that we all not just as adults or kids but we all gotta pay attention to because trust me the decision we make today can definitely affect us tomorrow and he's a true testimony about that all right so ladies and gentlemen join me in welcoming to the ez spotlight podcast mr dequirius green welcome to ez spotlight podcast bro thank you thank you thank you for having me here man it's a blessing to be here honor i mean of course and i just want to say thank you again for having me here man it's a blessing to see you and you to, to, for you to be here in the studio as well yeah nah yes good way to kick off the new year Absolutely. So, how was your holidays? My holidays was good, man. It's always pretty chill for me, you know. Spent time with family, got right. some, got some, got some good eats, you know. Of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. but so I got everything <laughs> else was just pretty chill, man. Just relaxed a little bit more from you know just taking time off right. from school and everything like that. But besides that, everything was cool, easy peasy. You gotta, you gotta take it all in, man. Yeah, for sure, one it, day at a time. Is there anything in particular about the holidays that is special to you? Just about being with family, okay. most importantly, because you know that. You can't take no day for granted. Right. And so we're not able to see family all the time. Mm -hmm. And so the one thing we can do is appreciate them. We do see them, whether it's once a year or twice a year. Just take that moment in and make sure it's just filled with laughter and memories. Right. The, the one thing for me, because I guess I'm so always busy, the one thing that I look forward to the most um, is just being able to chill. You know, a moment to sit on my couch, no. something I don't get to do very often. Yes, yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely, definitely. yeah it's, it's, it, I really look forward to moments like Thanksgiving and, and, and Christmas and New Year's and stuff. Well, not really Christmas and, well, not New Year's, but Christmas, because New Year's I'm all DJing as well. So yeah. you, you know how that goes, right? Yeah, 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 yes, I, yes, I think so, I think so, yeah. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, welcome to the Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. This is the very first episode. Episode in 2023 
And again, if you're just joining us right now, I have uh, Mr. Aquarius Green. Of course, he has a great story to tell. And I'm telling you guys, make sure if you're watching us right now, as a matter of fact, uh, get your kids, get your kids as well. Um, have them come and watch this video immediately. Have them sit with you as a parent and watch this video because the the inspirational message that Mr. Green is going to give us today will definitely open your eyes and to be mindful of what the do's and don'ts are, okay? I mean, he's not telling the story because someone told it to him. He's about to tell a story because he's witnessed it himself, okay? So once again, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Aquarius Green, another round of applause for you, brother. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. So, so, so let's dive into this conversation because May 7th, 2014. Yes, sir. That was a day that changed your life forever. Yes, sir. Not only mine, but other people. Other people as well. Yes, sir. Uh, where do we start? Tell us what happened. Um, I'll tell you how. It's th- let's start on the day before. Okay, let's start on the day before. On May 6, 2014. Right. So on that day, I woke up super pumped, more energetic, because as growing up as a kid, I had a dream and I had aspirations to follow my father's footsteps into the military. And so on May 6, I, that dream was coming true, and I was going to take the ASVAB, to get into the, te- uh, the test to get into the military. And I passed with flying colors. And so after that, May 6th, graduation is May 23rd, right around the corner. Two weeks left of high school, right? I'm thinking, oh, all I got to do is finish up these last two weeks. It's, it's over with. I'm about to live my dream in Army Strong. Here I come. Right. So that next day, May 7th, 2014, I wake up. And I wake up and in my mind, I'm just, I'm not thinking about nothing else but myself and just, Feeling really good that morning I'm waking up because I just fulfilled one of my dreams and it's about to come true. So I want today to be special. Graduation is around the corner. Gra- and graduation is around the corner, right? right. So every I said, I said today's going to be special. Right. So I woke up, me and two of my friends, we decided to skip the first part of the day. And before we left my parents' house, I decided to take my parents' car without their permission. Then I proceeded to go pick up two more of my friends when I get to the school, memory goes blank. Don't remember what happened. Mm. All right. So according to my friends, what my friends tell me is that the day was hectic for us, right? We was out of control. Two weeks left of high school graduation. Didn't have a care in the world. Was reckless. Didn't think nothing of it. That recklessness carried on out to the parking lot where principals and teachers were eventually called. Mm-hmm. We all jumped in our cars. Two of my friends got in the car with me. One of my best friend, Jasmine, was another good friend of mine. Her name's Ashanti. And before we left the parking lot, we didn't stop to put on our seatbelts. Mm. All right, just think about it. You put on your seatbelts, it would take about seven seconds. Right. If that, right? If, if that, yeah. Just a, just a, just a pull and click. Click, right? That's all it is, right? Right. We didn't know that that one action was about to change the course of our lives forever in less than five minutes. So minutes later, my friends say we're on a two-lane highway. It's about 10 cars. Mm-hmm. We're all speeding, right? I'm in the rear. I go around one car. And my friends who see me who are in the rear of me say I go around another car. Mm. And as I begin to go around another car, I start to lose control of the vehicle. Back tire spins out. Mm-hmm. Car begins to flip. And all three of us are getting ejected due to us having on our seatbelts. Wow. So when I landed, broke my neck, I knocked unconscious immediately. When Jasmine landed... Hit her head on the pavement. She eventually bled out. Took her last breath. On the pavement? On the pavement, yep. She hit her head on the pavement. When Ashanti landed in some bushes, suffered injuries to her back, knocked unconscious immediately. Me and Ashanti were flown to Great Memorial Hospital that same day. Mm-hmm. Next day, I had to have a six-hour-long surgery. Right? That mm-hmm. surgery was, they put four screws in the back of my neck, went in through the front and went in through the back. Right. And after that six-hour-long surgery, they told my mom and dad the worst news of their life. They said, your son, he survived the surgery, but he has 1% chance of living. Mm. And if he does live, Mr. and Mrs. Green, I'm telling you this right now, he'll never walk again. Wow. All right. So Mrs. Green, get ready to take care of your son for the rest of his life. Wow. Mr. Green, we know you plan on retiring. Your whole life, that's been your plan. After your youngest son graduated, you was going to retire at the end of the year. Right. You have to work a little bit longer. All right, so in less than 48 hours, my one decision to take the parents' car has changed. 
so many lives, so many courses of people's lives forever. All right, my parents' lives now. All right, right. Jasmine's parents and her family. Family, right. She's no longer there. Shanti's parents and their family, they have to make an adjustment to their life because nobody knows what's going to happen at that time, in that moment of time. Right. So for go ahead. What school were you guys attending at the time? Oh, it was Dutchtown High School. It's in um, Hampton, Georgia. It's in Henry County. Right. So on the south side. South side, yes, sir. And uh, so, again, for those of you who are just joining us, guys, uh, it, it was a day supposed to be a memorable day for you guys because it was graduations around the corner and that decision of not wearing the seatbelt. Yes, sir. But first, but even before the seatbelt, uh, making the decision to take your parents' car without permission yes, sir. was the first big mistake that yes, was sir. made. Yes, sir. <sighs> Once again, guys, as you spotlight, we hear uh, Mr. The Aquarius Green is sharing his story here with us truly on the live podcast. Don't forget, make sure you share the link with everyone. Those of you who are joining us right now, shout out to Mr. Roland John, shout out to Charlotte, shout out to Stacy, shout out to Lyndon. Uh, you guys are watching live. Thank you so much. Um, so, what happened after that? You, you, so, you went to, you guys were flown to Grady. Um, your parents were notified. Yes, Your sir. father was informed that he gonna have to work a bit longer because he was just about to retire. You were supposed to take the take the next leg from his retirement into the military. Yes, sir. Because that was a dream that you had. Yes, sir. Yeah, because he used to walk in through the front door in his uniform on. Right. With everything on, and the best thing about my dad was when he walked in from work, just when he had that uniform on, he, just because he walked in with that uniform on, he wasn't at work. He left his job. At his job, right. And when he came home, he was dedicated to us. Wow! And so, just seeing that, seeing him come in through the front door, consistency, and him being a family man, I'm saying the army provides a great life, and I wanted to be able to do the same and provide for my family. So right. I wanted to go to the military as well. Right. Um. So let, let let's fast forward now because of course you don't know what happened while you were at the hospital. No, nah, no, sir. Uh, you were unconscious, all this stuff. Um. You finally were. Well, well, awaken. Yes, I was in a coma for about seven days. Seven days. Right. Right. First time I wake up, I don't remember the day of the accident, but I remember waking up. And when I wake up, I can remember everything. Remember the first breath I take. It's cold. It's chill. First thought that comes to my mind, I think I'm in my room. Right. Let me just try to get up, go get a drink of water, because that's what you do in the middle of the night, right? Right. You get, that's what everybody does. So you felt like yeah. a long sleep. Felt like a long. I didn't even know. I felt like a long sleep. You're right. Felt right. like a long sleep. But when I try to move, nothing's moving. So if that God, must be inside a dream, must be inside a dream, go back to sleep, wake up that next morning like I've been doing for the past 18 years of my life, mm -hmm. right? And so right. when I wake up this time, what I thought was a dream was reality because every time I tried to move, I couldn't move. You, you did not remember the accident. Did, did you remember getting into the car? Oh, yeah. I remember getting into the car. It's when you, I'm walking into my high school, Dutchtown High School. Uh-huh. Literally, ghost blank. Can't tell you nothing else from happening that day. But I can tell you when I got up in the morning, what me and my friends did. Right. Went to go pick up two more of my friends. I picture myself walking through that door right now. Right. And after that, everything else goes blank. Don't remember nothing else. And the next thing I remember is just waking up in the hospital bed. All right. So so let's talk let's let's talk more about that. Um waking up in the hospital bed, finally, uh not remembering anything that happened yes, on that particular day. And, uh, of course, like you said, you tried to move to go to the bathroom or go get a drink of water or just, just get out of the bed like you normally would on a regular basis. Yes, it's sir. a regular day. Yes, sir. To realize that you can't move your limbs. Yes, sir. What did that do to you at that moment? At that moment, I had no idea what was going on, right? I didn't know. And my dad told me, he told me I was involved in an accident, but he didn't tell me nobody else was involved. He just said, you've been in a really bad accident, and that is it. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I remember, like I said, waking up. But during that time, it's also like a whole lot of stuff. I was on a lot of medicine, drugged up, morphine and everything. So right. I can't tell you everything with all my feelings we're going through. Right. I'm going to tell you that right there. And then the next thing I do remember is getting transferred from Greater Memorial Hospital to the Shepherd Center. Right. And Shepherd Center is a spinal cord a rehab facility that specializes in spinal cord injuries and brain injuries. Right. And I was being moved there from Greater Memorial Hospital to the Shepherd Center on May 23rd, 2014. Right. And I remember that exact date because that was the day I was supposed to be walking across the stage getting my high school diploma. 
were you in pain at that moment? Um, no, nah, not that I can remember. Not that I can remember. No, 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 really pain that I can remember because I know I was just really stable. I know I really couldn't move anything. So, and at the time, you could say I was paralyzed from my neck down. So when you paralyzed, you can't really feel anything. You can't really feel anything. You can't really feel anything. So at that time, I really couldn't feel nothing. Not, not for sure. And I don't remember really being in pain. And none of your, none of your limbs. Move now. Only thing that moved was I could move my head slightly. Slightly. But that was about it. Maybe, maybe probably like two inches to the left, two inches to the right, and that was it. And I could only move my eyes. Like you know, that was it. I was in a motorized wheelchair. What was going through your mind? What's going on? Frustrated, you know, because I never broke a bone in my body. Right. And I never heard of nobody breaking their neck and surviving. Like I've never heard of that. Right. You know, you don't think about that type of stuff unless it happens to you. And so me being eighteen, thinking I'm invincible. First week in the Shepherd Center, you know, goes by pretty quick. Right. End of the week, family and friends are in the room. We're watching the NBA playoffs. Game goes on commercial break, and my dad, he stops asking me, Q, what you miss the most? And at the time, I just told him I just missed playing ball. Mm -hmm. That's all I did was just miss playing ball, right? right. And then what, what I realized now, what I didn't realize then, my dad was seeing that reality hit me. Mm. And reality didn't hit me that first week because I'm thinking I'll be back to myself in no time. Right. Right. Thinking, okay, this is it's a big injury, but I'll be back to myself in no time. Right. But then that second week, reality started to kick in every day for me because I started to ask myself, man, will I be able to walk again? Wow. Will I be able to get myself dressed again? All right, will I be able to tie my shoes again? Something that small, will I ever be able to do that ever again? Right. I'll be able to brush my teeth again. All right? right. Things I took for granted, I'm asking myself daily, will I ever be able to do this to myself? Asking my therapist, will this come back? Will this come back? Will this come back? Not knowing because I'm scared. Now I'm scared. Right. Now at that moment in time, that second week, I'm scared, crying because don't know what's going to happen. And no one, no one can give you a definite answer. No one can give me a definite answer. And so then that second week, my dad came in the room. It was just me and him right. at the time. Uh -huh. NBA playoffs, just like the last week before, kind of like deja vu. Right. Goes on commercial break. Mm -hmm. Stops to ask me, Q, what you miss the most? And I looked up at him from my motorized wheelchair and I said, Dad, believe it or not, I just miss getting up out of bed. Wow. Once again, guys, if you're just joining us, uh, welcome to the Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Mr. Aquarius Green. Of course, he's sharing his story. Uh, about his uh, incident that took place on May 7th, uh, 2014. And he get a chance to live and tell a story and also to become an inspirational uh, speaker to motivate and to inspire folks about his experience and the message of what they, what they should and should not do uh, moving forward. Uh, so those of you just joining us, thank you so much. Shout out to George. I see you on the stream. I'm going to take a quick break and come back right after this with yours truly, Ezzy. Ezzy Spotlight offers affordable advertisement packages. Contact us today to learn more about this excellent opportunity to promote your business. Visit our website at ezzyspotlight.com or call 404-594-EZZY. Everyone has a story, but only the best are chosen on Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. All right, guys, once again, welcome back. Don't forget, if you want to be a guest, if you'd like to be a guest here with yours truly, make sure you log on to the website at ezzyspotlight.com. Once again, Mr. Aquarius Green, he's in the studio. He's sharing a story about an accident that took place that uh, uh, it was a life and death situation. However, he got a chance to to live and tell a story, and he's here in the studio because I met him at the Bicarb um, uh uh, event and BICOB is an organization that is uh, available to help and inspire and motivate our future leaders. And he was that inspirational speaker when I met him and I invited him to come to the studio because I felt like his story needed to be spoken to to a wider audience as well. So those of you who are watching this live right now, make sure you share the link and make sure again, you know, if you have the kids around, uh, don't just sit by yourself and watch this video. Share it with somebody and invite someone to watch as well, all right? So Mr. Aquarius, um, so your dad ended up telling you, asking you that question. Is basketball playoffs going on and you're sitting in your motorized wheelchair and uh, you said to him that you missed playing, getting up again? Or now, I'm, the first week he asked me out of the family around, I just told him I missed playing ball. Right. But that second week around time, around that second week came around and he asked me when reality had hit me, I said I just missed getting up out of bed. As reality hit you, um, 
did you start to remember anything from the day of the accident with your friends or anything? Not really, but I did start asking questions like, yo, man, who was there? Who was around? But at the time, nobody wanted to tell me that my best friend died because they didn't know how I was going to react. Right. So that was kind of like the, the elephant in the room that I didn't know that was in the room. Right. So, you know, just start asking, like, man, who was there? Who was there? You know, people give me bits and pieces and different things like that. But my best friend, she was my best friend, so I talked to her a lot. <laughs> so in my head, I'm wondering, like, man, she ain't been up here to see me. I ain't oh, talked wow. to her. You know, I'm like, sum up, sum up, man. And so... What I did was they had a computer room or something in, the, in my rehab center that we could go to, and I just typed in my name. That's when everything popped up. When three teens been in a car accident, one died, and that's when I found out my best friend passed away in an accident. And so I have to ask you that question again. So now you move to the next phase of finding out what actually took place. Mm-hmm. Seeing your name on the internet. Yes. You being a part of an accident with three teens and one passed away. Yes. What was that moment like for you? It was it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. In that moment, even though I saw my name on that screen. You didn't believe it was you? I didn't believe it was me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't let me not say I didn't believe it was you. I just didn't believe she was gone. Mm-hmm. And not like that. And once, you know, I knew that I couldn't change the course of what happened. Right. Guilt. Sadness, shame, right? All those feelings started coming down me at once, and I could just remember crying, mm-hmm. not going to therapy, you know, mad at everybody because nobody told me. But right now, I look back at it. How can you tell somebody that exactly when they're trying to rehab and focus on their self and your health? Right. Get so you, get you back as much as possible. possible. How can you tell them that? Right. All right. You know, their plan was to get me in the room. Everybody was going to come, and then they were going to eventually tell me. But of course, it didn't happen like that. So, so what? Ha- what? So what happened next? Um, you know, I uh, I started doing therapy. I mean, I, I I did physical therapy there, and it was a um counselor there who who does a uh she's a licensed uh, psychologist for right. patients, not just for me. Right. And so I was already seeing her. She already knew what happened, but my parents just told everybody, "Don't tell no, don't tell them, tell you, right? Don't tell me." And so right. she was just doing her best to help me through the process before, mm-hmm. without her telling me. Like you know, what I'm saying because I'm just trying to understand about. Everything and so I found that out, and then I just remember feeling sad a whole lot of times, you know, feeling guilty, not wanting to be here, right? Wondering where my life is going to go because, as I said, I just graduated. I just I was supposed to graduate high school, I did end up finishing that. Teachers came into the Shepherd Center, I finished up school there, had a high school graduation, but now, right, I'm wondering, okay, friends going off to college, some other friends going into the military, mm-hmm. where's my life going? Like, you know, like I right. got I'm, I can't do nothing. Right. All my friends are out enjoying life, so now what's hitting me is like, man, what's going to happen? What, what are you going to do next? What am I going to do next? Right. So I started continuing therapy for like another two months, took a break. Then I went back like November around that time. But then December 21st, 2014, was a knock at the door. I was playing a game in my room. I had my headphones in. Mm-hmm. It was kind of crazy, a coincidence that I did have it in. Right. Because I didn't hear the door. Mm-hmm. But my mom heard the door. And it was the cops. The cops. The cops. It was the police department. And they said, um, your son has to turn himself in by the end of the night. He's being charged with first vehicle homicide. Wow. Yes. Wow. Once again, guys, if you're just joining us, Mr. Dequarius Green, he's in the studio. We're talking about his uh, his his journey, his, his, his testimony, his experience of an accident that changed his life forever uh, on May 7th. 2014 all right so the police came to your house yes said that you have to turn yourself in yes at that moment did you have did you begin to get any feelings in your body i mean oh yeah i was uh through therapy and everything like so that. the therapy helped, Hel- you helped. To i was i was recovering you know little by little right. things like that were you, were you able to move any Yeah, I was, I, was, I was able to move. So like, were, when okay. I left the Shepherdson, I was able to move. I was able to walk on a walker okay. every once in a while. And in therapy, I started being able to walk on a cane. So I started gaining things back. Ah, so you get a little, get bit, a little bit, more, bit mobile again. A little bit more mobile. But I wasn't where I'm at today, where you see me today. I was, right. I was yeah, far could, removed. Could, right. Removed from that right there, right? right? But, and that's going back. But in December, I was in the middle of therapy at that time. Right. I had just got home from therapy mm-hmm. on that day. And they said, we got to turn myself in. And so I didn't even know. My mom came in the door and she said, Q, 
got to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Pause the game. And she said, I was the police. We got to turn you in at the end of the night. And at the time when I heard it, mm-hmm. I felt like I deserved it because of the guilt that my best friend, I said, I got to be punished. And so never been to jail in my life before. But you felt at the moment you have to accept responsibility for your friends losing the your friend my losing friends, her life. My friends losing my life, right? And losing so her life, right? Losing her life. So I turned myself in that night. Uh-huh. And I remember, right, everything. Uh, my mom was like, what you want to eat before we turn yourself in? I was like, let's stop at McDonald's. I got 10-piece McNugget, sweet tea, right? And mm-hmm. I just remember because I know I was like, this going to be a last. I don't know how long I'm going to be in here. So I said, it's going to probably be a last. Let me just enjoy this meal because I don't know how long I'm going to be in here. So my mom, me and her both crying as we going into the jail cell. And, she, and we turned turned me in that night. We went to go get some long john, some white thermal wear. I remember it like it was yesterday. White thermal wear so I could have something because it's cold in there. It's cold in there. Was the police nice to you, understanding there, yeah, the yeah, conditions? They, they, they was nice. Every, that's the thing about it. All, my, all the police was nice. The thing about it was Ashanti mom, mm-hmm. she was a nurse for the jail. Oh, okay. So they kind of knew and everything like that. And honestly, she, the cops asked her did they want, did they... Because they knew that she was involved in the accident. They, they asked her, did, did they want them to mess with me? Like, you know, give me a hard time. She was like, no, nah, I don't. And like, when, even when I was in jail, I was in her department. So she came and checked up on me while so, I was in there. So you so you feel if she had only said yes, things would have been different. They probably would have you in there because of the relation she has with the yeah, staff. With the cops, yeah. They could have treated me a lot more harshly, you know, than they were supposed wow. to. But they treated me good and everything in there. So I was in there for about two weeks. So I was in there from de- December 21st. To January 7th. I was over there. I missed Christmas. First Christmas I ever missed without my parents. I'm in a jail cell. How long did you stay in jail? Two weeks. It was two weeks. I was what happened jail. after that? I got out of jail. Uh-huh. had to go to an arraignment two days later. Right. And they determined, they determined my following court date was that April 18th. Right. So they said the court date of the arraignment. Yes. Yeah. They said the court date of the arraignment, April 18th. Right. And so from there to April 18th, at my old high school, Deshaun High School, mm-hmm. another kid had gotten into a car accident. And it was only like seven months removed from my accident. And then my principal, she said, it's time for you to tell your story. And people kept telling me, man, you got a story, you got a story. But in my head, I'm like, man, I'm just trying to get back to my old self. Like, I'm not trying to speak. I ain't trying to do nothing. Right. Just trying to get back to my old self. Right. And then she said, it's time for you to tell your story. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted me to speak the next day. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. So then me and my mom and dad practiced for like two days. And then my first time speaking and telling my story was at my high school. And it was a very emotional, raw moment because all the students who was in that crowd was there of the day that that, that the, of accident, the accident. Of so the accident. Was, so you're right. So it was a real reality check for them as well. Real reality check. I remember crying. I don't even know how I made it through because, like, I really couldn't remember. So my mom and dad, they kind of, like, wrote stuff, wrote things down, things for me so I could. I, I was just about to ask you, how did you remember yeah, how they, the, they, part of the speech yeah, to, nah, because to share the message with the kids? Yeah, so I say, yeah, because um, they wrote everything down. That's how I started speaking at first, like, through writing, through, through uh, them writing things down, and I would just, you know, carry that out and speaking to things like that. Right. It wasn't like how you made me. I didn't have nothing. Right. When I spoke, right? And so it was paper, it was pencil. I was crying. I remember my best friend being there with me and my mom and dad, they was crying. It was just a very emotional, raw moment right there, and it spoke. Absolutely. And then afterwards, I felt good. I felt, I felt good. From the first From the first, from the first time, speech. From the first time. And then I was like, right. you know what, man, let me just start calling schools around county. Aaron County and seeing if they need somebody to speak because I know promise stuff coming. Right. I told them, like, yo, this is the kid who was in an accident a year before. I'm going around speaking. Is there any way that I could come and speak? And so a few schools let me speak. So there were some of the schools were receptive to the offer. Yes, yes. And a few schools let me speak. And when I spoke, it was, it, I felt something different every time. I just felt good. Right. And so then I did that. I started speaking. Nobody told me, so I just did it on my own. Mm-hmm. But I still had that court date coming up. And so when I went to court, they they told me that when I walked in, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was facing right. I was facing like twenty years of prison time. Twenty years. Twenty, 20 they told, years. The attorney told you that. Yes, yes, yes. So I was facing twenty years of prison time. Uh huh. For what had happened. Right. But then when I walked in, by the grace of God, they said they offered you a plea deal. Two months in the detention center mm-hmm. and five years of probation. I said, give me that. Let me, where, I said, where do I sign? All right, because I'm like, I ain't never been through this process before. Let right. me just sign this so I can start putting this behind me. 
that that so that moment made you make you feel like you had a new lease on life or a new opportunity to at least do something different a little bit yeah it just let me know that i wasn't gonna be away for a long time right you know what i'm saying so I, you must have felt relieved a little yeah relieved relieved but i still knew i had to to go away but i did feel relieved not going away from 20 years right, right. two months is better than 20 years absolutely any day. absolutely any day so on may 18th um i had to turn myself into the jail that morning around five o'clock and I had to go to the detention center somewhere down South Georgia, like in the country. I don't even remember where I was at. It was just, I know it was in the country. Right. I know it out there. So I was in the detention center from May 18th to July 16th. What was that experience like for you to be not fully mobile, but you are uh, incarcerated? It was, it was different. It was different. Cause I'm thinking, how am I going to be able, you know, I watch a lot of movies. That's what I do in my spare time. So, of course, I see jail movies. Right. So, you think, I'm like, man, if something happened, how am I going to defend myself? Right. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And that's all that's going on. Were you in general population or were you I separated? mean, no, in the detention center, everybody's in general population. I, was, I got moved to general population, everything like that. But then the experience was totally opposite for me, man. Mm. Um, what, what was the reaction of the uh, fellow uh, inmates? They treated me and they welcomed me, man. Were this were they uh, empathetic with you? Yeah, they they were they were because wow. it was like in the detention it was military style, right? And so I'm partially paralyzed on my left hand, so mm-hmm. sir, I couldn't make up my bed the right way, right? So the guy who was above me, his name was Blevins. I'll never forget him. He used to make up my bed every morning for me and things wow. like that. And it was just other people in there that was empathetic to my situation, and so the other inmates in there with me, my fellow inmates in there, they. That one of them helped me reach out to my mom and everything like that. And, right. You know, they were just very, it was nice to me when they didn't very have nice. to be. They didn't know. And, but most importantly, when I went in there, I was myself. Absolutely. I didn't pretend like I was nobody else. I tried mm. to put on a face. I was myself. Did they ask you about your story? Uh, some people did. Some people did. But some people didn't, you know, they just let it be and things like that. Did you talk to them on an individual basis or did you have a group around where you shared? I mean, no, it was, no, it was, it was individual basis. You right. had different people come in. I mean, some type of time. Some, some type of time. But I really connected, you know. I don't know why, but you know, in the movie, it's like there's that one. It's that one, yeah. and, and, and he usually older. Right, they're like yeah. wiser, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I ain't gonna say his name because he's very no, private. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's private with his life, but right. he came in and and he would we would just wouldn't be on a particular day, but he'll just come sit on my bunk and we'll just be talking. Did Did you feel any sense of frustration having to repeat yourself every time someone else came to you and asked the same question? Nah, man. I mean, because I, I like to put myself in other people's shoes. Right. If I saw somebody not like this on the cane, just a little weird, because it's not normal. Like, you know, like you see somebody who break their neck. Right. Either they passed away or they're in a wheelchair. Right. So you hear when you like, okay, but he's walking, he's a little mobile. So like, like right. what happens, that, that, automatic, that automatically pops, pops off curiosity. Absolutely. And so... What I thought when people asked me, it didn't bother me. I, I tell, I'd rather for people to come up to me and talk to me than just to look at me and wonder what happened to me. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, nah, that didn't bother me. They just asked, and then I just told them, and they was like, dang, man, sorry to hear that. Even some of the guards even asked me, and I was like, yeah, man, I was like, dang, sorry to hear that. Wow. I heard, but I just wanted to ask you because, of course, it was on paperwork and things like that. Right. And it was even pretty cool like that, and I just had just, I just had a, wasn't like we were super cool, but it was just a very respectable relationship. Absolutely. And it was like if I needed something, they would help me out. Right. But also during that experience, it humbled me as well. It humbled me even more because it showed me that everybody who gets locked up don't have family. Yes, absolutely. But you, know, you did. You did actually. I did, right? Once yes. I started getting in contact with family and people started getting my mailing address, I got a letter every single day. Wow. Wow. How did it make you feel? It made me feel good because we used Ooh. to have a competition. Nice, man. We used to have a competition. We were going to get the most letters a day. And <laughs> right. After right. a while, we stopped having it because they were like, man, we know Q going to get a letter. We know Q going to get a letter. <laughs> and so everybody didn't know just that right there. And they were just to call my mom when it was time to, you know, call my mom. And then when it was time to make a store, I always had commissary. You know what I mean? Right. So it was just different things like that that was just really made me. Just more appreciative for my parents as well, because I remember as a kid, you know, you get annoyed when your parents call, like, man, what oh, they absolutely. want, what they want. But <laughs> I was, I was begging to call them, like, right. it was like, yo, mom, like, it was four o'clock every day. That's when we got a chance to call our parents, and then that's what it was. And so it was just pretty good, like that, yeah. Absolutely. Once again, guys, if you're just joining us, welcome to the Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. Of course, my guest today is the Aquarius Green. Of course, he uh, as a teenager, and that's and the date again is May seventh, twenty fourteen. He had an accident. Uh, the decision he made uh, by taking his parents' vehicle, uh, which changed his life forever. But in the meantime, uh, 
I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to continue our conversation here live. Those of you who are just joining us, once again, make sure you share the link and tell somebody how they can be a part of the Ezzy Spotlight live podcast. Stay connected. Stay connected. Follow me at Ezzy Spotlight or visit EzzySpotlight.com for more info. Ezzy Spotlight offers affordable advertisement packages. Contact us today to learn more about this excellent opportunity to promote your business. Visit our website at EzzySpotlight.com. Or call 404-594-EZZY. The, the Real Goddess is available on Amazon. Get your copy today. No matter who does what in this town, you always see the good in them. Lady Mars Bosch is here. These bottles are going to go down to 16 ounces. But it's about what is our potential. Right. And our potential, we can take it up. Two notches. You don't come across women who feel threatened by you. That's their problem. <laughs> Showcasing the hidden gems and more. Ezzy Spotlight. Very informative and entertaining. The Hidden Gem Series showcases the best services. Sign up today at EzzySpotlight.com. Everyone has a story, but only the best are chosen on Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. Once again, guys, uh, welcome back to the Ezzy Spotlight Live podcast. Of course, I am Ezzy. Don't forget, if you want to be a guest here with yours truly, make sure you log on to EzzySpotlight.com. Uh, if you have not yet subscribed or follow or like on all social medias, please do so right now. Kindly thank you in advance. And of course, again, it's Ezzy Spotlight, E-Z-Z-Y Spotlight. Uh, my guest today is Mr. Aquarius Green. Of course, he is telling his story. He is sharing his his experience, of course, he is an uh, an inspirational uh, speaker right now, uh, talking to kids and everyone else around the state and and even maybe nationally as well, uh, because he definitely has a story that get can help you with your decision you make. Uh, of course, the decision we make today can definitely affect us tomorrow, and he's the true testimony of that as well. So, Mister Aquarius, uh, Appreciate you for being here with me, talking to to us about your your story, man, and uh, the journey that you've been on. Of course, I know it wasn't an easy one, but you lived to tell a story and to inspire someone else. Yes, sir. For making the same mistake that you've made. Yes, sir. You know. All right. So, uh, so we fast forward in um, now to uh, we, we we out of jail. Out of jail. Yes, sir. And uh, we decide now to, of course, a lot of things happening in your life because you go back to school. school. Um, you become that inspirational speaker, sharing your story in a bigger scale. Yes, sir. So tell me about that. So, what happened when I got out of jail, man? It was kind of now you think about it. Now we in twenty twenty four. It kind of just happened all fast. So the whole time I was in jail, like I was like I got to do something when I get out. So I was always talking to my mom, and I was like, yo. Mom, can you get me in school? And so she got me in school. I started off at Georgia Perimeter um, School, got my credits, 30 credits there, transferred to Georgia State, um, Georgia State University downtown campus, um, graduating there, just got my major in journalism, and my undergrad in urban urban education. Enough applause for you, man. Yeah. That's so, what's up, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. And so during that whole time, I, start, I was speaking as well. Mm-hmm. And so when I got back out of jail, man, I you know, I wasn't – I, I felt good after speaking, but I didn't know if I was, you know, I could see myself doing that all the time. Right. And so I, and so I had a dream one day. And man, when I tell you, I woke up, I had a dream, I was speaking to thousands of kids. Man. Right. I don't know where I was at, I was just speaking. Right. When I woke up, I said, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. This is what I got to do for the rest of my life. Right. And not only for me and not for other people, but when I speak, it's like I get a connection with Jasmine. She's standing up there with me as well. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna take a quick break, and when you come back, when you come back, you can, you can, yeah, you can do that. When you come back, um, we're gonna continue our conversation. Once again, guys, if you're just joining us here, uh, it is the Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. Um, I'm talking to Mister Aquarius Green here in the studio, and we're having this conversation based on his experience. Um, I'll be right back. Ezzy Spotlight offers affordable advertisement packages. Contact us today to learn more about this excellent opportunity to promote your business. Visit our website at EzzySpotlight.com or call 404-594-EZZY. All new episodes of Goombay Kids on our TV. Sit down with the whole family as the Goombay Kids take you on a fun island adventure. Learn about the culture of the Bahamas and discover 
ancient mythical creatures that come alive in this entertaining and educational all Bahamian kids show. Alright guys, so we're still here in the studio, the Ezzy Spoiler Live Podcast. Don't forget, once again, I gotta remind you to make sure you follow me, like, subscribe to Ezzy Spotlight on all social medias. Uh, those of you who are watching live right now, thank you so much for your time uh, to be here. Of course, Mr. Aquarius Green is sharing his story. And those of you who just joined us, just in case, Mr. Aquarius, uh, as a teenager, uh, he was just days uh, this is just a recap. He was just days from his graduation, from his high school graduation, that is, uh, when he made a decision to uh, to uh, to use his parents' vehicle without their authorization uh, and getting himself in an accident, even without wearing his seatbelts or wearing their seatbelts. And, of course, in that vehicle was him and two of his closest friends. Um, both of them were badly injured. Of course, he's still uh, recovering from his injuries, um, he will never be 100% again, according to the diagnosis or the prognosis. Uh, but one of his friends did not survive the accident. And so he became an, an inspirational speaker, that is. And he's sharing the story for a lot of the kids. And, of course, many of us as parents, we have kids, we have teenagers who are in high school. And we know especially those millennial kids or what generation they are right now. I don't, I don't know. But all I know is the millennial. And I'm not sure what generation comes after that or, you know. Uh, we know they feel like they invest. They are invincible. Nothing can happen to them. And if it does, well, they can probably just be super superhero about it. Uh, but that's not always the case because, again, this man is sharing a story about his experience and what happened or what could possibly happen. And I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that most parents do the very same thing that I do, um, well, especially when you have teenage kids. Uh, and especially when they're about to drive or they start driving and license and making a decision to get them a car because, of course, they have to be independent as well. How much of a scary moment it is for all of us. Um, I know I speak to my son like daily. And uh, to be honest with you, I still prefer for him to for me to be in the car with him when he's driving because I want to be sure that he's comfortable enough and, uh, and he's ready to make... Uh, the right decisions when it comes to driving and going places. But however, however, as as parents, one of the things we can never get too much comfortable about is the fact that we just never know what decisions our kids going to make. And as a result of that, we pray and we do things and we hope that they will make the right decisions. Unfortunately, sometimes they don't. And what Mr. Aquarius Green is doing right now is to help to motivate and to help prevent at least even if it's just one child one teenager even if it's one adult as well from making the same mistake this is what he's doing he's talking to people and sharing again his experience so that way we don't make the same mistakes that he's made and to experience the thing that he's experiencing right now so he's back in the studio um I gotta, and I always gotta give you a round of applause because this is your story is is one that a lot of parents may not, or a lot of people I should say may not fully understand, especially our young people. Um, but of course, once you give them the details and then you you keep hearing it, I'm sure it make a difference because I'm pretty sure when they look at you today, for example, and they look at themselves, you are like them. 100% walking straight, playing basketball, running around, doing all the stuff. And now you are much slower based on the experience and the injuries that, that you injure. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, no, nah, definitely not. Nah, that's definitely that. But what I've learned with me with not able to move mm-hmm. is when I'm used to a way of life is slowed down for me. Right. I'm able to notice and appreciate life a little bit better. Like notice the small things. Right. Notice the little things, right? Just about life and just you take it in a lot more because we're not moving so fast. Absolutely. And I'm not in a hurry to get to nowhere. Even, <laughs> if, I was, even if I wanted to be, man. You even, <laughs> even if I wanted to be in a hurry somewhere, I'm not. Right. So what that is teaching me is, man, I can't rush the process. Patience, right? Patience. I, I yeah. can't rush the process. I can't rush time. Mm-hmm. I just have to go at my own pace. It's a new reality for you and for a lot of people nah, as well. It has been. And it's, it'll be 10 years this coming up May. Wow. And so for the past nine years, yes, that's that's been my reality. It's moving at a slow pace and just moving at and appreciating things a lot different. Is it frustrating at time? Yes, it's very frustrating at time because you see people get there real quick and it's like it's not it can't I won't get there that quick. But I have to know, like it's like they always say, life is a journey. Right. It's not a race. It's, so right. But that goal that you want, you may not be able to co- to accomplish it five minutes from now or tomorrow or even in a week or so. But if you keep pushing and you keep going. What you got in what you got in front of you, you eventually get. Absolutely. Yeah. If it's for you, it's for you. It's gonna always it's be there for you. For you. No matter it's how not. fast you get there, how slow you get there, it's gonna be there for it's you. It's gonna be there for you. But I just realized that with people in life, especially younger kids, we all want things so fast because we just want it to happen right, right now. Right then and there. And you know, and sometimes if things happen so fast you may miss something out that's more important than that you would have learned if that journey you would have took if Absolutely. you didn't shortcut that way. Absolutely. Took, yeah. Absolutely. Um, how, how, how does it feel when you are, of course, now you you definitely are an inspirational speaker. Yes, um, you're speaking in front of the hundreds and possibly thousands of people. And uh, when you get off stage and uh, and, and people come up to you and, and, and share uh, what they've learned from your experience and, and from your speech, how, what does that do for you? It feels amazing, man, because uh-huh. in high school, I had no problem getting in front of people, but it was to be a class clown. So I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just being so honest. So you're used to talking to I'm people. I'm used to being attention, being the center right. of attention, but it used to just be for laughing people because right. I didn't think before, like I didn't know if I had a purpose. I just thought my purpose was before. Mm-hmm. This all happened, to be honest with you, put, put a smile on somebody's face. Right. right. And now that I speak, I can still put a smile on somebody's face, but it may be a little sadness. It may be a little teary-eyed. But at the same time, it... It all comes out good on that other side. All those emotions come into one, and it comes out good. But when people come up to me, mm-hmm. or when people message me on Instagram, it's it's very rewarding because that lets me know that I'm just not up there speaking. Absolutely. And people are really even if you're taking just, it all in. Even if it's just one person, you know what I mean. And, and that's just cool that I'm able to drop that mic or wherever I'm at and know that I made a difference in somebody's life. Right. Because even though I'm walking in my purpose, I believe as people walk through in their purpose. It's more importantly to help find somebody else's purpose as you're walking in your purpose. Based on how you feel today, do you do you think that uh, that experience and what you're doing today as an uh, inspirational speaker um, was part of your journey? Oh yeah, for sure. It has to. Be. I mean, I ain't gonna say it has to be, but if I'm a I'm a Christian mm-hmm. and I believe God allowed that accident for this to happen, right? And so if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be in front of you sitting here today. Absolutely not. And so if I keep pushing and keep going and keep striving, mm-hmm. then it may be other things uh, rewarding on the longer way. But if it's not, that's okay too, because that's not what I'm in it for. I'm in it just to motivate people and help them find their purpose as well, just as I found mine. Do because that's one of the hardest things to do on earth is to find your purpose. Do do you get a lot of uh, invitations to speak at different functions, different organizations? Yeah, different different times. Yeah, sometimes it's really high, sometimes it's really low. Right. You know, it's kind of like a roller coaster. Sometimes it's of up, course. sometimes it's down, man. I just as long as you touch one life, life, yeah. And I just appreciate right. each moment that's that's given to me, right? Even right here, right now, like you know, like I'm just appreciating this moment right here, just giving me the opportunity to share my story. Cause Absolutely, that's, that's all I want to do. Like I, when I wake up, I hope I. Get a random phone call to to come speak somewhere, but sometimes it's a toll free call. So you know, <laughs> the telemarketers, yeah, right? Yeah, I'd be like, man, look, I wasn't trying to get that call today, but man, it's it's just a blessing to be able to be there and help somebody else out in life. Like the other day, man, this guy, he got a picture of, of my saying one decision. I mean, he got a tattoo on his arm, right? One decision away. Yeah. Right, like I don't even I have tattoos, but I don't even have that tat- tattooed on right, me. Right. One decision away, and he got it tatted on his arm because. Your that's story much, inspired him. That's how much I did in my story. And Jasmine and Ashanti, that's how much we inspired him to to get that tattoo, to let him know that 
our life can change in one decision. What's what's your relationship today with the parents of the two ladies? Oh, it's it's good. It's good. Um, uh-huh. uh, Shanti parents, you know, the, the sometimes we just get too busy, so sometimes we don't really talk that much. But for Jasmine's parents as well, they live in Alabama. They're originally from Alabama. Right. And so the relationship with their parents is, is, is good. It's actually good. I just got through off the phone with her. Yesterday, matter of what was it Monday? Mm-hmm. It was Monday. Wait, today's Wednesday, so it was Monday because she's an Alabama fan. So I caught her halftime, right? Of the Michigan Alabama game, so I caught her halftime, and we just talked and we uh, chatted. Jasmine has a little sister. She graduates uh, from high school in Alabama this year as well, and so um, I just tried to just keep in contact with them, man. And that was that was a hard relationship to build, but I'm glad I'm glad we built it. Do you feel like they have forgiven you for oh. that for the for the incident? Oh no, for sure. It was um, back in 2021. We had met at um, of a Carabas. In Mount Zion, I just remember it was like crazy, and so I remember it from detail, and like, cause at first how it started off, she has an auntie, mm-hmm. and so I used to text her auntie like, "Hey, how everything doing? Okay, cool." Then her auntie, you know, it's her auntie it wasn't her daughter, but she she came around to me first, so we started meeting up, going out to eat, different things like that. Absolutely. Then one time in 2020, before COVID just hit, we we met up at. Can't, can't think of the name right now But we met up at Arizona's Off in Stone Mountain Okay And Jasmine's mom was there Ah uh, So and you guys do have a relationship right yes, now Yes and I didn't know she was going to be there She uh, surprised me She surprised you Yeah To I show you that Yes we, and we, then we, we had a conversation And we're good And right. so in 2021 Before they moved back to Alabama She gave me a hug mm-hmm. in the, Before I got in my car And she said let go what, what, what did that do for you? Uh, It gave me a lot of healing Uh huh that I needed because I, I deal you with you still felt that guilt, guilt the whole time. The whole time, even right. though I'm speaking and changing lives, I still feel guilty. Right, right. My best friend's not here, right, and so and then for her to say let go, because if a mother can let go of her who she raised for 16 years, right, only knew Jasmine for a year and a half, right. If she could say let go, tell me to let go, then I could let go. Right, because many people was telling me to let go, but but it was hard. It's, it's not the same. You hear from her mother. It's easier said than done. Yeah, was hearing from a parent who actually raised that child, raised for her that child life. to to let me to let go, and so that was just very, really healing and rewarding to to the process. I still have some more healing things that I have to deal with right. within, within from that, but just hearing that just helped that process. Like you know, just just help take some weight off my shoulders already. Speaking about healing um, and and what you got to go through, still let's let, let's just talk real quick about the. Physical status of your body right now. Where are you today? Um, so I'm partially paralyzed on my left side, man. Um, as you see, I mean, everybody can't see me on camera, but you see how I walk like at a slow pace. I have a slight limp, so you know, right. it's, um, I do physical therapy when I can, different things like that. So okay. it's different things, man. I just try to get better, you know. If, um, I don't know if I ever fully recover, but I'm not counting it out. Are you hopeful? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm always hopeful. I'm always got faith, but I also right. know if I'm not, that'll be okay. You know, right. People always ask me, man, like. Are you mad you didn't recover or you didn't? I said, no, nah, man, I'm not mad. I used to be, mm-hmm. but I'm not mad no more because I understand why I'm here. Right. And I know that God, he allowed me to make a full recovery enough to do his job. Absolutely. And so that's what's more important than anything. Right. You are the messenger here on yeah. Earth to share and, of course, to help, like I said, to help to prevent the next person from making those same, same mistakes. mistakes. And it's just, I tell people, it's just not in the car, man. It's in life as well. Absolutely. All right, we all make decisions. It's gener- it's, it could happen in any place. Yeah, any, anything, not exactly. in the car, in life, you know, with friends, with relationships, exactly. with anything, all right, with right. money, financial. Mm-hmm. One decision could change everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what's next for you? So, um, so in May, um, so I think I, I think you have some you have some books. No, 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 not yet, not yet. No, that, it's that, coming, right? Yeah, that's coming, that's coming, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it into existence, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, it's coming. So right. in May, man, I'll be finished with my master's at Georgia State. Oh, that's that's huge, yeah, man. Yeah, Congratulations so, yeah, on that. Thank you, man. So it'll right. be creative and innovative education with concentration in nonprofit. So awesome. I have an LLC. Mm-hmm. So the goal is to turn it into a nonprofit. Right. And so what I do now, um, as I speak, as I'm beginning to speak as well, I want to give back and more. Into Jasmine's name because when I speak first, it's first to honor God, second to honor Jasmine, right. third to make sure the audience gets the message. Right? right, I tell people it's never about me. Right, and so I raised up a scholarship out of her name with my parents' help a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and that's been growing each time. What the scholarship does, it goes to the cheerleader with the high GPA at my, at my old high school. Right, and so with that, I've just been been growing that each year. So that's always a goal to uh, to grow. I actually gave another scholarship. Last year, I gave away two scholarships, one at my high school and one to a, a kid in our youth department at church. Wow. And so the goal is to always just to expand. And this May for the 10th year anniversary, man, um, right now we're in the process of planning like a memorial service 
for Jasmine. So right. it'd be like bigger and better and different things like that. So just got a lot of work in stores right now. But man, I'm just so trying to work, take life so you, one so day you, at a time. You're actually working for yourself and working for ja- Jasmine because if she was here, it would have been a whole different story. Yeah, so you're, you're represented for both of, our, of you guys as well. Because nah, I just want her legacy long, her, her legacy to live on longer than mine because we right. all have an expiration date. Right. So when my expiration days goes away, I still want her name to be remembered, even uh, if I'm not. And I also know you have some little. I know you have some wristbands that you have yeah, yeah wristbands. Well. That's that's how I raise the scholarship. I sell wristbands for three dollars each time after I speak. Okay, and uh, and where can fans? What can the fans uh, uh, get those wristbands? Wristbands, man. Um, right now it's kind of like you know it's, it's in the beginning process. I don't have them. I have a website and everything, but it's not. It's not up as yet. It's not up yet. Fully so functional. You, yeah, yet. you could just DM me on Instagram. Send me your address and um. I could ship off the I could uh, uh, ship off the uh, bracelet to you. Absolutely. And then different things like that. Yeah, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore one decision away. I got it. On, I got it oh, on the screen. You as well. got, okay. I got it on the screen okay, as well. Okay, so yeah. yeah. One, once again, guys, make sure you follow him at one underscore one decision away. That's underscore one the number one uh, decision away. Yes, sir. Um, and of course, the website is coming as well. Now I have my website up already. It's at so, one decision away dot com. I just don't have the access to the bracelet. Ah, I got you. So yes, you can they can find more details. So if someone looking, if someone is looking for you right now to uh, to invite you to get us uh, to do a speech somewhere, yeah, you can find um, me the on website. At least on the website is one decision away dot com. The number one and speaking referral everything is on there as well. So I get it straight to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, is there any final words? Any final thoughts you want to share with the viewers? Um, the last quote that I would say that is that we're born looking like our parents, but we die looking like our decisions. Mm. I'm gonna say that one more time. Say that one more time, man. We're born looking like our parents, but we die looking like our decisions. Wow. One of the things that stood out to me in your bio is Wally say, I can still hope in others just as others instill hope in me. Yes, sir. I'm gonna say it one more time. I can instill hope in others just as others instill hope in me yes sir i like that yes sir yeah i like that man thank you man thank you for having me brother i uh so i'm so appreciative of you taking the time to come into the studio talk to me here live on the easy spotlight podcast um it's been a pleasure talking to you and again i was super inspired um by listening to your speech uh especially when my son has been a part of that because again he's a new driver Yes, sir. He just got his license a couple of weeks ago. Okay, okay. Um, I'm I'm actually in the process of shopping for cars right now. Okay. Um, and I always remind him of that conversation that you guys have had that morning in that class. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, because yeah. I told him he was gonna be here today, but he's at work right now. Okay. So he, but okay. I'm pretty sure he's gonna go back and probably watch the video later or something like that. Yes, sir. So this is this is really cool, man. And once again, guys, make sure you follow Mister Aquarius Green at underscore one decision away. That's underscore one decision away. Or just log onto the website at underscore uh, just one decision away dot com uh, to uh, to get into at your events and all of that. Uh, is there a fee to come for you to talk? Yeah, I mean, but I, I just work that out because I understand everybody. Right. Of course, yeah, but you gotta live too because yeah, this no, is no, your no. this is your means of uh, no, fun. Yeah, yeah, well, one yeah. of them, one of them at least. But now it's definitely right. means. You know, I just I just work that out. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like I, like I tell people, like the money just the cherry on top for already everything else. Well, I mean, doing. you're helping to inspire others, and of course, nothing is cheap in this world. Well, so not for sure. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. No. I mean, of course, and you being here, man, I appreciate you for coming to share your story. Uh, once again, guys, I have to remind you to make sure you follow him at underscore one decision away, uh, Mister Aquarius Green. Man, I want to uh, let me just shake your hand again, thank brother. You, man. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> this thank is good you. stuff, my thank brother. You. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely, it's absolutely, a it's a blessing. Of course, guys, and don't forget if you want to be a guest here with your studio on the Ezzy Spotlight Podcast, make sure you log on to EzzySpotlight.com. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Uh, follow me on all social medias as well at Ezzy Spotlight and of course on EzzySpotlight.com we got a lot of other services that I provide that you can benefit from uh, it may not be necessarily for you but however if you know someone who might be interested in being a guest or just taking part of or just taking advantage of the services that I provide again to log on to the website at EzzySpotlight.com alright um, in the meantime join me next week same time same place right here in the studio And of course, don't forget, everyone has a story. Everyone has a story, but only the best are chosen on Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. And of course, you can tell a story right here with your story on the Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. In the meantime, peace and love and blessings. And I'll see you next time right here with your story on the Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. Ezzy Spotlight Podcast focuses on the hidden gems. Are you one of them? Sign up today. 
thank you for listening to Ezzy Spotlight Podcast. Follow us at Ezzy Spotlight. 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 Spotlight.